0: We have been uh, we've been kicking off every single week of this series reading off this list. I think you got that list for me, Jeremy. Would you throw it up? Thirteen reasons why not. Here it is. I mean, one more time. If you need to take a picture of this and send it to someone you know, someone who needs to hear these things, man, you take a picture of this, you send it to them. Here's what it is. Number one, you are loved. Number two, you have a purpose. Number three, you are given strength to persevere. Number four, you will be guided. Number five, you are not alone. Number six, you were created by him for his glory. Number seven, he will take away your worries. Number eight, he will comfort you. Number nine, he will carry your burdens. Number 10, he will forgive. Number 11, he will give you hope. Number 12, he will deliver. Number 13, he dwells in you and somebody said amen. I've loved this series, and I'm about to preach for the next 30 seconds, so either go with me or don't. So either go with me, or do, you, you got to know that, like, maybe you are from the Church of the Chosen Frozen, and you're visiting us, but man, we are, um, we're not your typical church. Did you see the lights? Did you see our new lights? You guys see the... You see the lights? (laughs) I was so hyped on those lights, man. Hey, from here, seeing you, like, in worship, those just, like, make you guys look so much better than what you typically look (laughs) like. I'm just, oh, these other jokes, people. Hey, I'm going to, like, I'm going to preach for the next 20 minutes or so, and then my wife is going to take over from there. But, um. Know this, you can talk back at me. You can say, if you hear something you like, you can say, that's good. You can say, let's go. You can say, preach it. You can say, amen. You can say, preach it, white boy. For the sake of practice, on the count of three, pick your favorite one. One, two, three. Preach it, white boy. Yo, I still believe that Jesus is the Savior. I believe he's the deliverer and he can deliver us from any and everything. I know what you're thinking, Corey, you're crazy. You're crazy for thinking he can deliver you from anything. But yes, I really do believe that. I believe he can deliver us from addiction. I believe he can deliver us from sin. I believe he can deliver us from bondage. I believe that he can deliver us from depression. I believe those who are struggling with suicidal thoughts in the world that God that Jesus he can deliver them. I believe that Jesus is our healer and healing is in his hands. I believe that the answer to every single question and every single problem and every single struggle is found in Jesus. Amen. Yo, know, and you might be thinking like, "Hey, like why in the world are so, all these people jumping and why are they and why is this weird white boy with the tattoos, so hyped. It's not because we read a book. It's not because of some religious religious junk. It's because we have experienced the man that is Jesus. We've experienced a relationship that's changed everything. And if we, were, if we were to be able to take this relationship that we have to our world, then garbage like 13 Reasons Why would cease to have good ratings because so much of the world is looking for answers in trash like this when we have the answer. We have the answer and his name is Jesus, amen? That's right. Whew. Well, I'm gonna get it tonight. I, I'm going to preach it how I feel it. Anybody in the room who's like preached before, y'all are preachers. You've heard that said, I'm going to preach it how I feel it. I don't know what that means. It just sounds good. You know what I'm saying? Like I have no clue what that means. It just sounds good. Like when someone, when someone calls you out on something and you have no excuse, you have no clue what to say or how to defend yourself. So you just hit them with the, it is what it is. <laughs> like, what does that mean? I don't know, but it sounds good, right? Or like when you say something, and that someone's like, hey, don't say that, like you shouldn't say that, and you wanna try to justify what you're saying, you have no clue how to justify, because you know you're gossiping, you know you're wrong, you know you shouldn't be saying what you're saying, so you just hit them with the, just saying. <laughs> like As if you could say just saying, and that gives you like all justification. So I'm gonna preach it how I feel it. Um, anybody know an old musician, called George Michaels. Anyone know George Michaels? George Michaels had this old song called Faith. And the chorus of this song said, I gotta have faith. So by by through through way of like I don't know when was that when did that come out like 19 Eight, what? 18, oh, 1980 something in way of a 1980s pop hit I want you to announce my, my title, my point my first point to your neighbor through this, look at them and say you gotta have faith, gotta have faith. now look at your second neighbor the other one, the one you chose second now tell them you gotta, you gotta have faith if you're taking notes, God loves you more anybody taking notes, anybody have a notebook in their hand, you're taking notes who's this? What's up? What's your name? Layla. Layla is, I got the, I got the red flannel memo. Here you go, have a, have a Swiss roll for taking notes. Anybody like hostess Swiss rolls? Take notes and you'll get hostess Swiss rolls. If you don't take notes, statistics show that you'll likely end up in hell. <laughs> I'm just kidding, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, these are the jokes. Just kidding. You gotta have faith. If you got, if you got your Bibles, um, if you got your Bibles, you could go to, could go to Joshua chapter 6, but I'm going to read you our, our main verse for the night. It's in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1. Here, here's what it says. It says, now faith, everyone say faith. faith. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Another, another translation says, it says, throw that back up on the screen for me. Give it up for our, our tech team. Always on it. Always on it. Like, I could say anything and they would throw it, they'd throw it up on the screen like that. Like, so quick. Throw Incredibles 2 up there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Throw, throw the scene at the end of Infinity War where everybody, never mind, never mind. Um, it says, now, now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not. Everyone say not. not. About what we do not see. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your word, and thank you that you're in this place. Thank you that you're speaking. God, I pray you would do work tonight. I pray, God, our hearts and our minds would be open, that we would lean into you. We don't need more information. We can go to Google for information. We need an experience with you. God, I pray that you would give us revelation. And God, I pray in Jesus' name that you would do what only you can do. And God, that you would be speaking to Coach Gruden even right now, that you would bless your team, the Oakland Raiders. God, that you would prepare them for Super Bowl next year. And God, I pray in Jesus' name that somehow, way, the Lakers would get PG, Braun, and they'd get Kawhi. I don't know how it doesn't make sense, but that we would get them in Jesus' name. And all God's people said? If you're not a Lakers fan... I get it. Like we've sucked for a while. It's tough to be a Lakers fan right now. Hey, have you ever done something? Have you ever done something and like halfway through doing this something, you realize how ridiculous you look? Like you're doing something, you like so, like the first time you tried this dance and you're like halfway through your friends looking at you like, that's definitely not it, right? Like, and you realize how ridiculous you look? Like, like, it's the worst when you, you don't realize it at first, but somewhere halfway through, you realize it. Um, back in the day, I used to, when I was 18 years old, I worked what was called loss prevention. Basically, I was a secret shopper. So basically, I caught teenage girls stealing makeup for a living, like this is what I did for a living. And. Um, uh, one time, one time, I wasn't catching uh, female girls uh, stealing makeup, but what, what I was catching was I was catching this super gangster dude who was stealing, I'm not kidding, I'm not kidding, he was stealing women's pantyhose. For those of you who do not know, gentlemen, um, what Winnie's, women's pantyhose are, they're those things that they like put on their legs, and then now they're like, they're like really thin, and like in the old 1990s movies, the like people who robbed the bank would put those over their face and like smush their face up and stuff. Halfway in the middle of robbing the bank, they realized how ridiculous they look. See how I tied that in there? Uh, that's not even in the notes. But, but I was following this dude who was stealing women's pantyhose, and the thing about um, being a secret shopper is that you can't stop somebody, you can't stop them and be like, hey, you're stealing it's against the law, now I'm gonna arrest you. Like you can't do that until they leave the store. And so like, like, just for your information, you could literally go into Walmart and you could stuff your pockets with whatever you want. You could walk around for an hour, take everything out of your pockets and you've done nothing wrong, nothing. And so, so the thing is, is that if you were to watch someone as a secret shopper, if I were to watch someone and then they'd clue in on me watching them and be like, ooh, secret shopper, like I'm going to take the stuff out of my pockets because they, they, they knew the game. They were, they were some professionals going in there stealing from Walmart on Day Street in Moreno Valley, aka Murder Valley. And... and, and and so I had to hide. I had to become Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible, Splinter Cell, like hide, so that they didn't see me. And one of, the, one of the parts of the job is you have to keep what was called constant surveillance, because if you didn't and if you took your eyes off of them or if they cut a corner and for, for literally 30 seconds you couldn't see them, for all you know, they took the stuff out of their pockets, they put it down and then you go out and you stop them outside the store. Hey, you stole from my store, come back in. like that's called a bad stop, and it's what's called demeaning to someone's character. It's calling someone a thief who's not a thief. You lose your job, Walmart gets sued. Long story short. So I had to, at all costs, watch people. So this gangster dude's stealing women's pantyhose. God knows why. Um, and, and what he does is he gets a bunch of them, a bunch of them. I am talking legitimately like 30, 40 packs of women's pantyhose. And he He goes straight to men's apparel, the men's clothing. He goes in there, and he walks straight to the back. Now, you can automatically be like, yeah, I get why you're watching him. Gangster dude walks into Walmart on a Tuesday afternoon, gets 40 things of pantyhose, and goes to the back of men's clothing. Like, that's suspicious, right? So I'm watching him, and I'm doing the, like, Mission Impossible stuff, and I'm, like, cutting corners, and and across from, like, I'm in the section next to men's apparel watching him from a distance, and I see him just, like, opening them and literally just sticking them in his pockets and his pants and his sweater everywhere, and I'm sitting there like this, like, across the way, like, man, I'm gonna. This dude, I'm gonna get him so good, he has no clue. And then I look like this, and there's a lady standing right here, like I am face deep in women's lingerie. <laughs> I had no clue. Like, I'm just doing my job, and I'm legitimately like face in a like bras and stuff. It was I looked so ridiculous, y'all. I look so ridiculous man um there's a guy in the bible that god calls to do something ridiculous and he looks ridiculous has god ever called you to do something ridiculous i mean i'll just say it like this if god hasn't called you to do something ridiculous then you're probably just not listening like god calls us to do some ridiculous stuff sometimes and and this is why this is why you you can't be too concerned with being cool You really can't concern yourself too much with people's opinions. Otherwise, when God calls you to do something ridiculous, all you're going to think about is, well, am I going to look cool when I do that thing? God doesn't care about you looking cool. He couldn't care less about your social status. God will call some people to do some stuff ridiculous. One of the guys that he called to do something ridiculous was a guy named Joshua. Now, I'm going to condense like a grip of the Old Testament really quick so you have a little bit of understanding. So the Israelites were God's people, and they, they ended up in slavery in Egypt for about 400 years. God sends a guy named Moses to free them. A lot of crazy stuff goes down, a lot of ridiculous stuff goes down, and they end up leaving Israel free. From Israel, I'm sorry, they end up leaving Egypt free. From Egypt, they wander around the wilderness for about 40 years. Then Moses pfft, dies. Out of nowhere. Like, he not out of nowhere. He was super-duper old. He dies. And then God calls Joshua to now become the leader of the Israelites. What they do next is Joshua takes all of the Israelites, literally millions of people, and they cross the Jordan River in what was called flood season. Crazy moment, crazy moment. They cross the Jordan, and now they're standing at what was called the Walls of Jericho. Now, the Walls of Jericho, they were infamous throughout the known world. They were were these high, really tall, militaristic walls that no one could breach. No one could get through them. They were literally infamous throughout the known world. And what happens is that the Walls of Jericho are the one thing standing between God's people and God's promise. And the only option for them was to go through the Walls of Jericho, to to take it head on. And so that's now where we come up with, um, we get to the spot where God then calls Joshua to do something ridiculous. The ridiculous thing is the game plan. Anybody ever put together, like, like you have your friends, like, hey, guys, let's hang out, let's go to the movies, and your fr- you're like, okay, cool, They're like, yeah, let's definitely do that. It's like, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go to my house, I'm gonna shower, get in my basketball shorts, then we're going to go back to your house, and then you're going to shower, get in your basketball shorts, then we're going to go back to my house, I'll get dressed, then we'll go back to your house, you get dressed, and then we'll head to the movies, right? So, and you're like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. God gives Joshua what sounds like a really stupid game plan. We're talking about a very militaristic, like, situation here. You got to get the pictures. These walls are gigantic. Anyone ever see the movie Troy with Brad Pitt, Eric Bannett? Oh, what are you doing with your lives. Like, right after this, go home and watch Troy. It's awesome. It's so good. Like opening scene, Brad Pitt runs at a guy and like whew, stabs him in the neck. Ah. I just realized I just told a room full of teenagers to watch a movie where someone gets stabbed in the neck in the opening scenes. Well, read the Bible. It's like you're so rated R. So, so here's the game plan that God gives Joshua, right? This is a military situation. We're talking high walls, archers, armor, catapult thingies, shields, like war hammers, really manly stuff that I would have nothing to do with. I'd be like, here, I'll tie your shoes before you go. Like that's the best I'm gonna do for you guys. Like I will just get in your way, I promise. Like I'll be too concerned with my hair in the middle of the fight, don't send me. Like you can't send a guy into battle with a man bun. It doesn't work, right? And so here's what God says to do. He's like, all right, Joshua, go tell the Israelites you're getting ready to take over Jericho. So leave all your weapons at home. You're not going to need them. Leave your weapons at home, and I want you to go for a walk. In fact, I want you to walk around the whole city, and I want you to walk around the whole city every single day for a week straight. Some of y'all won't even walk to school. It gets better. He then says, then on the seventh day, I want you to walk around the city seven times. And on the seventh time around, I want you to have the priest get their horns and and then everybody scream really loud. And then you're going to win the battle. Yo, how stupid did Josh look when he got all of his generals together and he got all the people. He's like, all right, guys, here's what we're going to do. And he says, everything that I just told you gets to the end. And then we're going to... And we're all going to scream really loud and we're going to win the battle. <laughs> Yo, I, I know you're not supposed to be jealous of people in life, right? Like you're not supposed to, but I am. I'm jealous of a couple different amounts of people. Number one, I'm jealous of people who can complain about their food at restaurants and not feel bad about it. Like I can't, like if the service is terrible, I'll be sitting there talking to I him, mean, the service is terrible, this waiter sucks, this is not what I ordered, and my glass of water is empty, like Ugh, this is terrible, the waiter comes by. and like, hey, what's up, how are things? Like, oh, so great, my gosh, thank you so much. I can't, I, I'm, and I'm jealous of you, if you can be the guy that's like, service sucks, I want free food, like I'm jealous of you, I wish I could do that, um, I'm jealous of people who could like back out of commitments, not big commitments, hear me out. Um, One morning, I woke up on a, on a Thursday morning and I told Amber, uh, babe, I'm not gonna eat meat anymore. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm gonna eat meat anymore. Long story short, I, I'm, I've been a vegetarian for two years now. Because one morning I woke up and was like, I don't think I'm gonna eat meat anymore. Like and if, I'm, if I'm on a basketball court and I grab a basketball and I throw it like full court to the other side and it misses, I'm like, Now I have to sit here and shoot this basketball for the next two hours until I make it full court. Like, that's just, I can't back out of commitments. Like, okay, the third person I'm like really jealous of is um, people who could lose at anything and it not ruin your day or week. (laughs) I literally, like, I can't lose at anything and it not ruin my day. For a long time, my wife was beating me at air hockey. Every time there was an air hockey table around. This is not a joke. Three and a half, maybe four years ago, I beat her at air hockey, and I haven't played her since. And I'm not going to. Like for life, I'm jealous of you. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of people who can. I'm jealous of people who can actually panic. Actually, panic. here's here's what I mean. Hear me out. Um, I am. I'm literally so, like, laid back, relaxed, and chill that I'm incapable of panicking. And it's not even a good thing. Like this is a scary. Scary thing, me and my wife, we were, we were on the 215, we got rear-ended, we were at a dead stop, and someone hit us at like 40, 45 miles an hour. It threw us forward into the center divider, we bounced off of that, we went back towards traffic, I'm like, oh, oh, Tokyo Drift, oh, like, ah. And then we stopped, and I looked at Amber, and I'm like, we're not dead, high five. She's crying, she's like, no high five! No, oh my God! I'm like, what's the matter, it's, we're alive. It's like, there's no, I'm, and like, I think I should panic, like, because then I would have, like, some adrenaline and I'd, like, b- like probably, like, do things well. Like, I'm just super chill in every single situation. I, I'm jealous of people who can handle the cold. JJ was just like, God, help us with this heat. I'm like, what, what heat? This feels great. <laughs> like, I am loving the weather. And I'm not, like, I'm not jealous of you because, like, I wanna be able to endure the cold. I'm jealous of you because, although I'm a gentleman, I am not giving my jacket up. End of story. Sorry. Like, I like I bring extra jackets sometimes when Amber doesn't bring a jacket. She's like, no, I'm not gonna need one. And I'm like, I'm gonna bring a second one because I love you, man, but you're not getting mine. Like, I can't handle it. I will freeze to death and die. Like, if I was on the Titanic when we were sinking, like, like, I would, like, I would be so terrified not of dying of the cold. <laughs> like, I would be terrified of the cold. Um, I'm jealous of I'm jealous of people who don't, have, who don't have ADD and who can focus on one thing for longer than five minutes because that would be tight. <laughs> two, people, two people I'm not jealous of. Two people I'm not jealous of. I'm not jealous of the guy whose girl farts around him. Not jealous of that guy. I've been married to Amber for going on nine years. We've been together for going over 12 years now. I've never heard her fart. Never heard her fart, and I love it. I love living under the delusion that she doesn't fart. I'm not jealous. I am not jealous of guys whose girl farts around them. I'm also not jealous of Joshua. In this situation, all of that to say Joshua's situation sucked. Like it was so bad having to tell these people this. But then what happens is Joshua does what God told him to do. Joshua takes the entire Israelite army, and I don't want to ruin it for you, but Joshua takes them, and a miracle, because Joshua was obedient, there's a miracle that takes place because Joshua did what God told him. Let me tell you that, like, you let me say it like this. Don't ask God to do the miraculous if you're not willing to do the ridiculous. Don't ask God to do the miraculous if you're not willing to do the ridiculous. See, Joshua did the ridiculous, so God did the miraculous. Like, get out of here with those cold, stale, expired prayers that are like, God, give me this. God, give me that. God, I want this. God, I want that. And God's like, okay, so do this. And you're like, God, give me this. God, give me that. Like, The Bible says faith without action is dead. If you're going to ask God to do the miraculous, at least be willing to do the ridiculous. Get some evidence. See, because what what is faith? Faith is is the evidence of things hoped for. Get some evidence added to your faith and see what God will do. So Joshua, he he does what God says. He takes Israel on a week-long walk. It was like, It was like Lord of the Rings 1, 2, and 3 all compiled in one week. And then I love what happens on the seventh day of walking. We're going to be in uh, Joshua chapter 6, verse 15. We're going to read down to 16. It says, on the seventh day, they got up, they marched around the city uh, seven times in the same manner, except on that day, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet... You like my trumpet? It's a little airplane. I'm going I'm to do the Titanic theme now. Not even close. <laughs> oh, God. I'm out of time. I need to hurry up. Uh, seven times in the same manner, except on that day, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priests sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the people, listen to this, he said, shout for the lord has given you the city. What an amazing statement. Shout for the lord has given you the city. Shout, we won. Shout the victory is already ours. But let me ask you, on this seventh day around, seven times around, after the and the shout when Joshua turns around to the people, what had changed? What changed? Nothing. Joshua looks at the walls of Jericho that are just as tall and just as fortified and just as strong as they were seven days ago, and nothing about the situation changed, yet filled with faith, he said, I don't care what it looks like. Israelites, shout for the Lord's given us the city. Yo, You need to start claiming things before you can see it. You need to start claiming your breakthrough before it looks like breakthrough's on its way. You need to start claiming healing while you're still sick. You need to start claiming restoration while your family's still falling apart. You don't need to see evidence because your faith is the evidence of things hoped for it. you need you you but to do this you gotta have faith look at your neighbor tell him you gotta have faith this is the best way I know how to uh this is the best way I know how to illustrate this and I'm gonna do this really really quick so um let me see who, who could I have help me sage my man come up here sage my dude my son come on all right you're chill bro it's all good who's that which I can't tell which henson dude this is in the red but both of y'all come on come on up I got two bandanas. Hey, if you're not on a team, join, join blue team because I have a blue bandana. I just realized that this is like two rival gangs that you Temecula kids have never heard about. Blindfold yourself, would you? <laughs> You'll see. I got more of these Swiss-tis, uh, Swiss-tis, swiss uh swiss hostess, Swiss rolls. There we go. Because I preach for a living. This is what I do professionally. You come over here, my man. Can you see? Can you see anything at all? Can you, oh, what an honest man. There you go, now we're talking. Boom, now you can't see, huh? No, nothing, nothing at all? No, he can't see nothing. All right, here's what I need you to do. I need you to just listen to my voice, right? Just listen to my voice and nothing else. Do what I tell you to do. All right, take like five steps forward. One, two, three, stop, 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 stop. Take a tiny step to your right, there you go. Take two steps forward, one, Two, stop. With your left hand, reach on the floor right in front of you. Left hand. To the left, to the left. Left, 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 left. Back. There it is, my man. Give it up for Henson, number one. <laughs> Dope. That's yours to keep. That's yours. Yeah, you take the blindfold off. Nah, leave it on for the rest of the message. Walk back to your seat with the blindfold on. You walk by faith, not by sight. I'm just kidding. You're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> Bible verses out of context. Blindfold yourself. All right. It's going to be the same thing. You ready? All right. All right, this time it's right at the edge of the stage. So if you mess up, you're falling off the stage. (laughs) It's not a joke. All right, take five steps forward. One, two, slow down, slow down, slow down. Take a tiny step to your left. All right, forward, like three steps. One, two, three, take another three. One, two, three, all right. Half step forward. Now turn one, not 180, what's half 180, 90? I can math. Do a 90 turn to your left. 90 turn to your left. Stop. Take two steps forward. One, two. Take another two of those. One, two. Take a half step to your right. Stop, stop, stop. Half step to your right. Right, right, right. All right. Reach forward on the floor. Right in front of you. Right there. Boom! Give it up for Hanson number two. Thanks, dude. Thank you. All right. No, thanks dude. Hey, you like you, you you went for it, man. When you're blindfolded, you can't see, you got two options. You got two options. Number one, you can remove the blindfold. Now here's here's the thing. Some of y'all are walking around through life blindfolded, you're completely blind, and you're the one who put the blindfold on yourself. That's called sin. Now, this is something that we don't like to talk about a lot, but it's a real thing. It's called sin. How do you remove the blindfold? It's called repentance. You know what repentance is? It's, it's going in this direction, stopping, turning around, and going in that direction. That's what, that's what repentance is. Repentance is not going in this direction and going, oh, man, I feel really bad, and then keep on going in this direction. That's not repentance. And repentance is the act in which removes the blindfold. It removes the, this is why in the Bible, when someone gets saved, they, there's moments when they say, I was, I was lost and now I'm found, I, I was blind and now I see. See, because sin blinds you. You repent, you turn around, that's like removing the blindfold. Now there's some situations in life when you by yourself are incapable of removing the blindfold. So your only other option is to then listen to the voice of someone who can see what you can't. Like these two boys. They had a destination in mind, they were, they were going after something, but they were blindfolded. What was the only thing that they had to go off of? My voice. And I could see what they couldn't. Yo, know, what you need to begin to do is to go off of the voice of God that can see what you can't. See, see the only thing between God's people and God's promise was the walls of Jericho. And they couldn't see the promised land because of the walls of Jericho, but God could see it. And they couldn't see the victory, but God could see it. And before Josh saw it, he said, shout for the Lord's given us the city. Some of y'all need to quit just looking at the circumstances. Stop just looking at what things, what things look like. What the situ? If you sit and stare at the situation, at the moment, at the person who broke your heart, the person who messed you up, the person who done cheated on you, mm -mm -mm. I know, ladies, those eighth-grade boys are scandalous. Come on now, and you, you, you keep looking at that. You're all. That's all you're ever gonna see. What you need to do is you need to take your eyes and lift them up, and then begin to. Listen to the voice of the one who can see what you can't. If you are living in depression, or you know someone who is, and you can't see joy, you can't see restoration, you can't see healing, God sees it and he knows it's on, his, on its way. You don't need to sit there and be like, oh, I'm gonna be in this forever, I'm never gonna get out, I'm never gonna get delivered. All you need to do is listen to the voice of God who, see, who sees what's on its way. Now here's the thing, that's way harder then it, like, it's, it's, it's much harder to do than it is to say. Christians will say all the time, take big steps of faith. Oh, we walk by faith, not by sight. Yeah, whatever. But when it comes to real life, it's really difficult. When you have crippling depression, it's really, really difficult. When your parents are getting a divorce, it's really difficult. When you can't pay the bills, it's really difficult. When you have a loved one or a friend pass away, suddenly it's really difficult. But I believe that we don't have to live in that. We don't have to focus on it. We can lift our eyes and we can hear the voice of God who sees what we can't. So I want to close my portion of this message by praying, by praying that God would give you the strength that God would give you the courage, that God would give you the wisdom to begin to hear his voice in the middle of situations where you're blindfolded, where you have a wall in front of you that that's, looks and feels so much bigger than you. Whatever that wall is for you tonight, I want to pray that God would give you the strength to listen to his voice, even when those walls in your life are still standing tall. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? Let me pray for you. God, thank you so much for who you are. God, I pray in this place tonight that you would work. I pray tonight, Jesus, that you would give us the strength to see what we can't see. To claim the victories that we don't yet see. God, to claim healing when we don't feel healed. To claim restoration when we don't feel restored. To claim, God, to claim victory when there's no signs of victory around us. God, I pray in Jesus' name, you would help us to begin to walk out true faith, true faith that is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Come on, everyone said? Hey, make some noise for my wife, Amber.
1: Hey, guys. There's some good stuff being spoken tonight, so I just want to continue going into it. So, um, Who in here has heard of a song called More Than a Feeling by a band named Boston? Alright, it's kind of cool because classic rock t-shirts are kind of in right now, but it's hilarious because a lot of people will wear them and they don't even know the band. But it's okay because everyone knows Boston. That's good. So anyways, tonight what I'm going to talk about is how faith is more than a feeling. And I think we can all identify with not feeling it sometimes, you know, when we're walking through faith and walking through life. um, Yeah, so we're gonna talk about how faith is more than a feeling. And so I can't help but think about what the Israelites were feeling in that moment. The moment they were told by Joshua that the walls of Jericho would fall. They were probably scared. Why were they scared? Corey talked about it a little bit. Nobody could get through these walls. Entire armies were literally destroyed trying to breach the walls of Jericho. Like, it's wild. And Joshua was telling them, we have victory. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, this makes no sense. Of course they're scared. All odds were against them to win, to take over. And so I want to encourage you tonight um, that you're not going to always feel it. And so we have to have faith through the feelings that we, that we deal with. And um, they must not have felt like they were going to have a victory, but Joshua was telling them God said that they would be victorious. So it doesn't really make sense, but I want to encourage you tonight to have faith through the things that you're feeling, because you're not going to always feel it. And so what was on the other side of Jericho? It was the promised land. And so literally on the other side of this last thing, it was what God had promised them over 40 years ago. It was on the other side of this. And so, they were scared, they were afraid. Um, And so, I wanna encourage you, this is something that Corey and I have talked about a lot throughout this series, is that what you're feeling is for now, but it's not forever. And so, that is such a powerful thing to remember when you're not feeling good about something, when you're frustrated, when you're afraid, when you don't know what to do next, just know that that's not gonna last forever. It's not a forever thing, it's just a for now thing. And so, Um, We've also talked about this as well. Teenage suicide happens because teenagers have an underdeveloped part of the brain in the frontal lobe that doesn't allow them to fully understand the difference between temporary and forever. And so I want to encourage you that now is not forever. And so I don't want you to forget that from this series. Um, And we'll get back to Joshua and the Israelites in Jericho. And as Corey was talking about, it wasn't their first complication. It wasn't the first thing that they hit that they were a little afraid of. They left Egypt from slavery and they had to wander for 40 years and actually the ones who were with Joshua were the next generation. So it literally went through a generation. They were in wandering for 40 years. Like that's crazy. They had to cross the Jordan River during flood season, which that's like a whole nother message, but it's pretty crazy all that God did through that. But they had to walk in faith in that as well. And I bet they had these thoughts right before they had to have faith for Jericho's walls to come down. Is this our life? Do we have to continue to struggle? Have you ever thought those things? They were frustrated, they were tired, they were over it, they were off it. They were on the verge of giving up. And I think all of us have been there in that place. I know that I have. And what if they gave up? Think about that. They would have missed out on the promise that God gave to them. They would have missed it all and after they had already gone through all these other things this is the very last thing and if they would have given up they would have missed out on what God was wanting to do for them so don't give up I just want to encourage you to not give up the things that you're struggling with the things that you're saying another thing this another frustration another fear another thing that you're facing in life I want to encourage you that you're, you're literally on the other side of what God has promised you if you don't give up. So just don't give up. And I know that the journey of grabbing and taking a hold of God's promise can feel scary, but we need to trust God and have faith despite what we're feeling. And so what is faith? We talked about that earlier. Cory brought up Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And so tonight, I want to challenge you to reach out and grab a hold of what God has promised for you, despite how you're feeling about it. Because we're all not, we're going to have feelings where we're not feeling it, and we're not about it, and we're frustrated, and we're scared. But I want to encourage you to move past those feelings and still reach out, and still believe, and still have hope that God has something on the other side of it for you. So I want to encourage you with that. And so tonight, I kind of want to illustrate that a little bit. So I'm going to have Riley and Nathan come up here. Let's give it up for our... They they volunteered as tribute. So (laughs) so, um, we're just going to do a little illustration. So they don't know what's going on, but they're going to be brave tonight. I'm going to have you guys come stand right here. Both of you can stand. Um, I don't know. I can't confirm or deny that this is alive or dead. So I'm so sorry, but they're brave. Can we just give it up for them? Because this is kind (laughs) of Okay, so what they are gonna do is they're going to, each of them, one at a time, and I'll let you know when, they're gonna put their hand in this box that they cannot see inside, and they're just gonna feel around. They have no clue what's in there. Um, And so we're gonna have them do that. They're gonna reach in, not knowing what's going on, um, Nathan, how do you feel about reaching into a box that you have no clue of what's inside? I don't
0: know. <laughs>
1: he said, mm. <laughs> All right, Riley, how do you feel about it? How do you feel? No, for real. I have to pee a little. <laughs> I think she's scared. It's, I think they're both a little scared. We can just confirm that they're both a little um, nervous. But that's okay. Okay, so don't. Yeah, you could go first, Riley. She's so scared that she has to go first and get it over with. I like that. Get it girl. Okay, I'll tell you when, because what I'm gonna do is, I don't know if you guys will actually be able to see what's inside, but I'm gonna allow you to see, so you cannot say what it is. You can gasp, you can do whatever, but you cannot say what's in it, okay? And I don't even know if you'll be able to see it, because you, you'll see, we'll see. Okay, stay right there, don't come. <laughs> okay. Okay, Riley, you're first. I'm gonna have you put your hand in, and I want you to go slow. Don't, like, grab very hard. Is it gonna mess up my nails? It won't mess up your nails. <laughs> so, are, are you ready? How you feeling? I have to pee. <laughs> okay, you can pee right after this. All right, go ahead and put your hand in slowly. Just kind of feel around, don't say what it is. Just barely feel it. Careful, careful. Okay, don't say what it is. Did you feel it? Yeah. Okay. I know what it is. Okay. Can you? Okay, don't say anything. Okay, Nathan, it's your turn. Are you brave enough? How are you feeling? Scared. <laughs> okay, just feel it around. <laughs> Careful. Don't push. don't push too hard. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, but you, f- you felt it, right? Okay, you can pull your hand out now. Okay, so obviously they were afraid to put their hand in, but you know what, they put their hand in, do you guys wanna see what it was? Do you wanna see? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it actually is a real alligator head, yeah, but it's not alive or anything, and it was kinda like, I don't know what's around it, but it's like, what do you call that, I don't know. But it's, it is real, it actually is a real alligator. And the, the teeth are actually pretty sharp. So, I am so glad that you guys were brave enough to do that. I thought it was gonna be- Here you place. go. There you go, it's not a twist, but I did give you a candy. Thank you, let's give them a hand for helping out and being brave. So obviously they were afraid to put their hand into something that they didn't really know what was inside and so the reason I kind of wanted to use that illustration, one, it's hilarious, but two, um, I think that we here at Bridge Youth, we need to learn how to reach out and grab a hold of God's promises, despite what we're feeling about it. When we're scared, when we're unsure, we need to reach out and grab like Joshua did and the Israelites. We need to grab even though we're not feeling it and we're not, and we're scared about it. And so you need to begin to act on your faith and stop acting on your feelings. When you're afraid of something, don't miss out on the things that God has promised you because you're afraid. You will miss out on so much. I can say it by experience, there are things that I missed out because I was afraid. And then there was a time in my life where I was like, you know what, Uh uh-uh, I'm not going to be afraid anymore. If God calls me to do something, I'm going to do it afraid. And you know what I've seen? God just show up and blessing after blessing in my life. He's always showed up to be faithful. So I want to encourage you that even if you're afraid, you need to do the things that God has called you to because it's literally what's going to get you to his promise. And so as the band heads up, I'm going to end with a challenge for Bridge Youth. Are you guys up for a challenge? Okay. All right. So I'm going to challenge you to believe God's promises for your life, despite how you're feeling from moment to moment. Here at Bridge Youth, we're going to be a people that believes God. We're not going to just walk on our, like, walk towards what we feel or walk away from things because we're afraid. We're going to believe God, and we're going to continue on to the promises that he gave us. And so I know that there's more than one person in this room that you've stayed up late at night, and it's been dark, you felt alone, and you felt like maybe you couldn't get through the things that you were facing, the circumstances that are in front of you. And so I want to encourage you with this. Psalm 35 says, Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. I think too many people get stuck in the night they get stuck in the sadness, the depression, the frustrations, the fear, and they forget that the sun will come up in the morning. And unfortunately, I'm not gonna sugarcoat the reality that you will feel pain in life, and, and more than once. I'm so sorry to say that, but that's the truth, and here we're gonna tell you the truth, we're gonna equip you, we're gonna get you ready for life. And you know what, you will feel some pain with different things that happen in your life, But don't embrace the pain. Don't make it who you are. Don't walk in it. That even you can feel it, but you're going to walk past the pain. You're not going to become the pain. And so faith really is more than a feeling. Just on the other side of the walls of Jericho was God's promised land. Imagine if they gave up because it was just too much to handle. And what if tonight you're standing before a giant wall of anxiety, fear, pain, it could be a ton of things, something that's just in front of you, you think about constantly, you're dealing with that thing that stops you from doing what God has asked you to do. But I wanna encourage you that what if fulfillment and joy are just on the other side of that, just walking past it. And God so clearly spoke this next thing to me yesterday when I was preparing for tonight. You're not further away from God's promises. You're actually closer to them. So stop thinking that you're further away and start knowing that you're closer to them. And you're closer to them than you feel. Faith is more than a feeling, so I want to encourage you tonight to not give up. And I want to pray for you guys. There's two things that I want to pray over you. And the first thing is, That God would help you to choose faith over your feelings in those moments where it's hard. And that when your feelings don't match your faith, that you would have the strength to choose faith. So let me pray for you guys. God, we come together. God, believing that you will show up in those moments where it's hard to choose faith over what we're feeling and what we're dealing with. God, I pray that you would meet every heart where they're at. Father, I pray that you would bring to mind those things that everyone in this room is afraid of. They're frustrated by the circumstance that they are facing personally that maybe they've shared with somebody, but maybe they've never shared it with anybody. Father, I pray that you would remind them of that thing and also remind them that they can get past it and that right on the other side, you have something promised for that. You have a hope. And you have a future for them. So, Father, I just pray that they would be encouraged by that. That when they're at home, when they're dealing with the thing and they're not at church, but, Father, they're just in their room, God, that they would be reminded that you would show up and you would remind them that you are with them and that they can walk past it. That even though they're afraid, that you're walking with them past the wall into the promises that you gave them. Father, I thank you for all. The lives in this room that represent miracles. Father, the promises that you've given us, the hope and the, the futures that you have planned out for all of us. Father, I pray that you wouldn't just do it for us, but Father, that you would continue this, that as we walk past these walls and into your promises, we can tell others of how we can walk past, how they can walk past their walls into the things that you promised them. Father, do a work in all of us. We trust you and we know that you're faithful. Thank you for all that you will do and the things that you're doing right now. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Hey, with heads bowed and eyes closed, one more moment. Can't move past this moment without giving people the opportunity to respond. Maybe tonight you're in this place and you've never given your life to Jesus. and Like Amber was just saying that, man, you, you have... wall standing between you and God, between you and the promise God has for your life and maybe tonight that's a wall of depression maybe tonight it's anxiety or it's fear, maybe tonight the wall standing between you and God is the wall that the Bible talks about cover to cover and that wall is called sin and tonight you want to do that thing that we talked about and repent you want to walk away from sin you want to walk towards God, you want to say yes to the plans that God has for your life If that's you tonight, I'm going to give you the opportunity to respond in just a second in a very simple way. I'm going to count to three, and when I get to three, I just want you to shoot your hand in the air. If that's you tonight, you want to give your life to Jesus. You're done trying to figure it out on your own. You want to give your life to God and have him write your story. If that's you tonight, on the count of three, don't hesitate all over this place. One, tonight's your night. Two, don't hesitate. Three, right now, all over this place. Hands are going up everywhere. Anybody else? And you're done trying to live life on your own. You're ready to get on the other side of this barrier, this wall, this, this fortress that's keeping you from God and His plans for you. Anybody else? Man, maybe at one point you were following God, but you walked away and you went in the other direction. You're ready to come back. If that's you, would you raise your hand right now? Amazing. Anybody else? Anybody else? One more moment. This is your night. This is your chance. You can put your hands down. The Bible says, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and that he rose from the dead and you'll be saved. It really is that simple. Since we're a family here, together as a family, we're going to pray this together. So right out loud, you don't have to yell it, you don't have to shout it, you don't have to scream it, but out loud right now, everybody in one voice, would you repeat these words right after me? Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a Savior. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins, and you rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you my heart, I give you my life, I give you everything. I step out in faith, and I'm going to trust you every day for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, hey, can we welcome people into our family right now?